1: through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love you to be a part of tonight's discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. Good evening there, America. My name is Preston Washington. I'm your host. I am the president of the Midwest Afro-American Genealogical Interest Coalition in Kansas City, Missouri. Tonight our host is curator Mark Mitchell. Uh, Mr. Mitchell is a historian. He's an advanced collector, speaker, appraiser, and dealer in African American art. considered the foremost authority on African American art. We're here tonight to talk about his exhibit from Slavery to the White House, which is currently on exhibit at the Adam Clayton Powell Jr. State Office Building, Harlem, New York City. Are you there, Mr. Mitchell?
0: I'm here. Good evening.
1: Oh good evening. Um can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, um, Mr. Mitchell? Well
0: see. A little Go bit more ahead. of your background yeah i grew up in washington d c and uh oh goodness uh came from a collecting family stamps coins you name it <laughs> okay. and then uh, um i uh started a business of uh selling rare historic newspapers many years ago uh that date back to the- sixteen hundreds and among uh the newspapers i would find were many of which uh, detailed some of the uh the uh, accomplishments and uh, achievements of African-Americans, some of the uh, events such as the Dred Scott case and uh, uh, the Nat Turner Rebellion and so on and so forth. And in 1991, uh, I met some of the Washington Redskin uh, greats, Art Monk, Charles Mann, people like that, Daryl Green, Ken Harvey. And uh, they were very interested in African-American history, and they noticed that I had some things. They bought a few things from me. And okay. they were so curious that they decided, you know, to challenge me and ask me to put together a comprehensive collection of Af- uh, history of Africans in America from the 1600s again on. And I thought, this is a daunting task. But um, <clears throat> I, I accept challenges like that. The impossible, if I can do it, <laughs> that's what I want to do. And I started putting together letters and documents and and buying them here and there and and started with like a a puzzle and then tried to fill in the pieces. So what we're talking about here is is a collection of, uh, again, documents, manuscripts, artifacts, um, letters, books, um, again, documenting the history of Africans and Americans 1600s on. And after 21 years of this, um, it's very complete, and uh, it's it's basically a textbook come alive. I, I was reading uh, uh, Before the Mayflower, um, Lerone Bennett, Jr.'s great book. Lerone Bennett, Jr.'s great book. And I realized Jr. how little I knew. I thought I knew a lot about black history. Now I realized, wait a minute, I never even heard of Phyllis Wheatley, who wrote the first book of an African-American in 1773. And now I have a signed copy of her book, first edition. And also we own the only um, manuscript poem it's called Ocean in private hands. Others are in institutions. So, I mean, I, I was astonished. I mean, uh, Phyllis Wheatley's a, sort of a heroine of mine, if you will, as, as is Frederick Douglass. So I have a lot of letters written by Frederick Douglass. And also Malcolm X, we have letters written to Alex Haley, Elijah Muhammad, and so on. And anyway, uh, you mentioned the exhibit uh, from Slavery to the White House. We have a number yeah, of Yeah, Slavery us. to the White House. Yeah, we, we have uh, my friend Earl Pinto, who's the, the director of... Uh, uh, the New York African American Historical Society, and uh, we've done a number of exhibits together, including one at the United Nations, one at the Southeast uh, Seaport Museum in New York, and this latest one uh, here in Harlem is uh, is interesting. I've got uh, in there, you'll see about uh, six or seven of my pieces from the 4,000-piece uh, collection, by the way, um, but they're very powerful. One is a Tuskegee Airmen poster from World War II. Uh, it's very huge. I saw one in the Smithsonian once, and then there's a, a letter of Malcolm X written to Alex Haley from um, Conakry, Guinea. No, this one. No, sorry, it, this is from uh, Cairo, Egypt. Fantastic letter. And uh, and then there's also a letter written from uh, Frederick Douglass to Senator Blanche Kelso Bruce. Um, oh, I think around 1874. Senator Bruce was the first black senator to serve a full six-year term. Only the second one in the 19th century. Um, was, great was he from the state
1: of uh, Massachusetts or Missouri? Pardon me. What, uh, what state did he represent, Mr. Bruce?
0: Oh, uh, Mississippi. I think. Mississippi. Okay. Yep, Mississippi. In fact, both right. uh, black both black senators in the 19th century. First was Hiram Rhodes Revels. Second was Blanche Kelso Bruce. Uh, represented Mississippi. Okay. Remember, and what's you know, the address this is during Reconstruction, you know, so in the South. E- exactly.
1: What's the address that people can come out to there at the, the, the address of the
0: Adam Clayton Powell I think, uh, Junior uh, State Office building? Gosh, I'm, I'm in Washington. I'm in, I'm in Arlington, uh, actually, in Virginia, so I'm in the Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. I think, uh, West, I think it's West 125th Street. West 125th it, Street? It's the, it's the New York State Building. It's the Adam Clayton Powell Building. It's huge, um,
1: it's the tallest sure. building in Harlem. Tallest um, building in Harlem. Yep. Do you know the, the hours of the
0: exhibit? Um, I, I think you'd have to talk to Earl Pinto, the director of the museum, uh, the uh, African American Historical Society. I, I think, um, I'm not sure there are hours uh, because there are so many political meetings going on in and where that is. I, I am not quite sure when the public uh, can come in to see that exhibit. I know there's a gala okay. uh, starting uh Friday night, there's a big gala there uh, from 6 to 9. Okay, uh, no, Friday so night
1: is, is the opening reception, uh, reception, and I just got an email from a listener that says it's near the Apollo, and right, uh, right. the uh, Friday night event is from 6 to 9 p.m. Right,
0: that's right.
1: For those individuals who reside in the New York area, mm-hmm. you want to get on over there and check out the exhibit.
0: Oh, it's, it's, um, uh, it's outstanding, yeah.
1: Now, the exhibit is From Slavery to the White House. Um, that's the theme. Can you tell or give us a description of some of the pieces uh, uh,
0: well, that again, are on I, display it, there? The ones that, again, the ones that um, I have are, uh, again, the Frederick Douglass letter, Malcolm X letter, and uh, okay. the Tuskegee Airmen uh, piece. There's, um, I'm trying to remember if I have a Phyllis Wheatley book on display or not. Um there's another one. There's another one, a World War II pilot, uh, um, Eugene Bullard, as well. There's a print of his, and then uh, Earl Pinto has a number of uh, graphic uh, print slavery prints from uh, uh, Harper's Weekly, that you can see they're framed. You can show uh, the things during the Civil War, or the antebellum period, of the Civil War and Reconstruction, and then there's some artwork as well by uh, a couple of uh, artists that have done. Uh, I think we've seen. Uh, there's uh, there's uh, Mount Rushmore paintings where you have four ladies and four gentlemen, and uh, I think the, uh, the the men are um, let me see Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, uh, gosh I think I think it's Du Bois and also Barack Obama. Very interesting sure. painting.
1: How, how did you come about that letter from Malcolm X? Uh, sure you didn't pick that up at a garage sale.
0: I sure didn't. <laughs> I paid a fortune for that letter. <laughs> I had to see I had to go out and buy all this and I am not some kind of millionaire people think I am. <laughs> when they when they see the website and they see some of the pieces on my website you you wonder but uh what I is was that website?
1: Surprised.
0: The website is africanamericancollection.com africanamericancollection.com,
1: African-American-collection.com. Ah.
0: correct I mean you want to go to that and uh I won't take any credit just go to that you'll see African Americans, uh, and it's all original pieces, and the arts and music, uh, slavery and abolition, reconstruction, the military, politics, journalism, you know, literary arts, sports. It's it's phenomenal, um, just amazing. The other night I was at uh, the Thelonious Monk Jazz Institute uh, annual gala uh, in at the Kennedy Center in Washington D.C., and I ran into. I'm, I'm a jazz saxophonist myself, so I come into the song. Okay. My heroes are all black jazz musicians, and I ran into a number of them who were friends of mine Herbie Hancock, Thelonious uh, Monk Jr., Wayne Shorter, and we are all talking about black history because I brought a few pieces with me to the gala at the Kennedys. I see. I had Coltrane's uh, 1961 plaque for uh, a Downbeat Award uh, for a soprano saxophone, and had Alex Haley's 1964 logbook, which is also my possession. Um, Mark, you know, where are
1: you getting these from?
0: Who are these people uh, that I've are selling you open, these items? From, yeah, I've got them from auctions. Um, I've got them from private collectors, uh, certainly dealers, um, and I've got to be there first. If I'm not there first, uh, or they don't call me first, and I don't develop a really close relationship, then we're going to be we're not going to get these things. And if I, I don't get them, and I and I, I I get them, and I I don't put them in drawers. What I want is for the public to see this rich history of african-americans Um too many museums uh... uh... and, and places like in institutions will will have them you know underground or in in brooms or in uh, away from the public or they're not framed you might have a letter but you don't have a a picture of frederick Douglass along with the letter of frederick douglas and, okay. and in this day and age I, I, I call it a history drain there's such a history drain i think you'll agree that, uh... kids from kindergarten through college really and even after Really don't know history. I'm talking about all American history because African American history is American history, you know, written by Americans in America. It really is American exactly. history, and uh, and and we need to teach uh, today's generations and future generations about this rich history, where, where we all came from. We all came from somewhere. Well,
1: speak, speaking of teaching, do you have any tips for the novice collector? And how would they tell the real deal from being fake?
0: Oh, well, they always but, come to me. <laughs> I, always come I get to you. so many calls every week saying, "I have found this in my attic, or my mother had this, or something." Can you can you help me with this? And what's it worth? And so on. I'm, I'm an appraiser, so I get a lot of a lot of emails and, and calls. But uh, um, I go online and, and look at some of this. You can look at my website for one thing. But I have I have over 30 years in, in looking at paper objects especially where I can tell what kind of paper it is if there's a watermark on it for example uh, or if it's a reproduction and uh, it takes experience it takes a lot of experience in looking at a lot of documents and uh, that's 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 one of the ways to do it experience obviously
1: have you ever been duped
0: I never, never taken had. you
1: for a ride never no not, never
0: yet not yet not not yet i don't I don't claim to know it all, no one can know it all, but I do know a lot of okay. history professors. I'm in the Organization of American historians, uh, Leadership Advisory Council, and so on. I know a lot of professors I know a lot of dealers, I hope become friends of mine. I make friends with them I don't be in competition oh, with them and um they know I'm collecting, so they a lot of times they they come to me first with outstanding material and I'm very blessed. Um, you ever... to have this, this kind of, some, sometimes I actually literally pray for something, and it falls from the sky, literally. I did that with my Amistad piece. There's a, a picture of the Amistad in 1840, a very famous one, uh, a print done in New Haven, Connecticut. And it, that was one of my puzzle pieces that were missing. And I, I literally prayed about it. Three weeks later, the University of Michigan called me, and I had no dealings with them out of nowhere. And they said, we're deaccessioning our piece. Would you like to buy it? I said okay. <laughs> well, uh, for yeah. our
1: listeners, for our listeners, Mark, um uh, can you relate a little bit of that Amistad story for those people who might not know about Amistad?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Of course, they made a great movie out of it. I think listeners it was a Spielberg that... movie. Yeah, um okay. Yeah. Amistad, um it was a a slave ship Amistad I think what does that mean friendship I think Um, sailing around Cuba the slaves uh, had their chance to take over and one night they took over the ship Uh, murdered uh, uh, the captain I think some of the crew and and then uh, kept the navigator and uh, hopefully wanted to sail back to Africa in their freedom they were around Cuba instead the navigator uh, uh, duped them during the day he would sail to Africa during the night he would sail back to the United States I think they ended up in New London, Connecticut, where they're all, of course, captured. And uh, and then uh, they had a, a, a legal case in 18, uh, thirty thirty nine no, in 1840, in Connecticut, as to, well, do the slaves have their freedom or are they still slaves? And uh, it finally it went all the way to the Supreme Court, where I think uh, I think with John Quincy Adams came out of retirement argued for the slaves, and they were freed in a Supreme Court case in 1841, and the remaining the survivors went back to Africa. It was it was very interesting uh, case. It was in all now, the newspapers you, back then, too. Um, do you have any Nat Turner pieces? Uh, I sure do. I have some newspapers from uh, Richmond. And it's every Richmond newspaper that had anything to do with the Nat Turner case, any any information whatsoever from the beginning of the first murders to finally the reward, the final capture, and uh, of course execution of, uh, of Reverend uh, Nat Turner. So I have I I do have that, and I also have the pamphlet on the tragedy of the tragedy as they call it, Nat Turner uh, done in New York, uh, which is extremely rare. It's the only one I've ever seen. So we do have that. There's not a lot I don't okay. have. I Certainly there's some things, of course. Now There's a few things I'm looking for, but I uh, haven't found a Benjamin Banneker <laughs> almanac yet. But I do have Benjamin Banneker's signature, which is one of the rarest ever. Wow.
1: Uh, it's, speaking it's, of that, I, I'm, so,
0: I'm so – every time I, pe- people come over here with their sports figures, entertainment figures, come over to see my collection here in the D.C. area, uh, every time I show it to them, I'm humbled myself. I get chills just explaining it. Each piece, because every piece has a story.
1: So on that Nat Turner, some of your Nat Turner pieces. What are some of the uh, stories there? Anything that shocked you that you discovered in those Nat Turner pieces?
0: Not really. It was pretty pretty straightforward how they reported the case. But again, uh, you know, they're going to report it from a from a, a white standpoint, if you will. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the murdering of all these people uh, that Nat did, of course. Uh, uh, to, for his slave uprising and uh and and they would report every day every everything that came in you know any news of of did they catch any other uh, slaves and so on and who was killed and and then they would be reported the as i said the the capture of Nat Turner, and and they and they reported what he said and then and and, uh, and then finally the the execution, but it scared everybody in in Vir- southampton virginia i'll tell you and it, it had repercussions well, he became a hero. He became a, a you know, a national hero to to many black people and many abolitionists. And again, you know, you you go on from that was 1831 and you keep going and you finally reach the Dred Scott case and then uh, and then of course the John Brown and Harper's Ferry raid 1859. Getting, and then you have the Civil uh, War. getting
1: back to Nat, getting back to Nat Turner here. Did anyone come to his aid and who represented him? Did he have an attorney? Did he have any legal representation?
0: Not that I know. Don't you recall? I don't recall.
1: And was there any? No, I think favorable? they were they were
0: out for him. I okay, think so there was no favorable
1: there, there was no favorable press then for Nat Turner. Uh,
0: no. That <laughs> you can
1: recall if you've come across there was no
0: there no, because there were there weren't uh let me think, eighteen thirty one. You know, in eighteen thirty one there were I'm not even sure there was a black newspaper, it might be the colored American. Because there there was Freedom's <laughs> Journal. The Freedom, uh, Freedom's Journal um, was the first African American newspaper, and that was that was printed in 1827 to 1830. So this kid, this uh, Nat Turner, took place in 1831. So you're not going to have a lot of favorable press. He might have some favorable press a little bit, certainly in the Liberator, William Lloyd Garrison's uh, paper, which began in January of 1831. So there's where you probably would have had some uh, favorable press. Okay. For, Can some uh, of these
1: uh, articles be read at your site?
0: Uh, some of them, yes. Any
1: of these? Some of these yeah. newspaper articles?
0: Okay. Absolutely. Some Some of the things I you used to, you know, on there, and then and you go down the left side, and you can see uh, civil rights. You can see slavery and abolition. If I'm on it right now. If I hit slavery and abolition, let's see what I got. We start with a map of Africa from 1640 and a slave ship, and there's the Amistad piece. You can see the Amistad piece. Okay. Um, you've got an eyewitness account of John Brown's raid on Harper's Ferry. 1859 from Harper's Ferry. And I had to outbid You're the Harper's Ferry Art- Historical Association to uh, to get this piece because they were after it. And I said, I think I can so, do better with it.
1: <laughs> when are you going to start uh, a black uh, antique road show or historical road show and get some of these pieces out or have people bring their pieces in? Uh,
0: well, I had, I had ever uh, yeah wouldn't that be wouldn't that be great uh that's that's a, a great idea um i am working with some institutions um i have worked with with the Library of Congress i've worked with a lot of people but right now i am starting to work with the smithsonian because i i actually uh, helped uh the very beginning uh in two thousand one um be, uh form a formulate the bill uh, for the new National Museum of African American History and Culture to be open on 20, uh, in 2015 on the Mall in Washington D.C., this is going to be fantastic.
1: Okay.
0: This is. Will you be, be
1: visiting the uh, the exhibit there in Harlem?
0: I will be I'll be there on opening night, but I certainly will be coming up uh, in the next next month. To will uh, you be that.
1: doing any appraising if anyone should bring a piece in?
0: I, I don't to know think if they're they might be, have they something. Will. I don't know if they would let me do it in that in that uh, venue.
1: In that venue? Oh, yeah, being a I, state I, office I, building. This is a
0: special kind of venue. If it was a different, uh, you know, an, uh, a gallery or something, sure, I could I could look at things. I'd be happy to. But uh, people can certainly get me email me as well, um, uh, anytime.
1: And hey, what's that email it's, address?
0: That is M is it Mark Mitchell two Ls th- number three so M Mitchell three at Cox net. That's D O X dot net. And Mitchell three okay. at Cox dot net. Be glad and to hear from any listeners and the, I'm sure everybody out there has a lot of stories too. <laughs> okay.
1: What other museums would you recommend for um uh, this type of history? Um, any come to mind?
0: Well, yeah well you have the, the Wright museum, the Charles Wright Museum in uh in Detroit. Uh you the have, Wright? um you have a, a, a museum, Was it the, what is the, I know the first name is Reginald, but there uh, in Baltimore there's a very nice museum, and there's the Blacks and Wax Museum in Baltimore, uh, the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center in Cincinnati, um, and uh, see, uh, there, there are a number of others you can go online and look at. But I, I'm going to tell you, the, the, national, the Smithsonian Museum is going to top everything in 2015. I know the director very well, Lonnie Bunch, and they're going to have artifacts and, and things uh, uh, that they broke ground this year. I was there, and it, it's good, it's going to be incredible. We got Chuck Berry's Cadillac. <laughs> they, oh, they've They've yeah. got them. They've got I think Sojourner Truth's shawl. I mean, incredible. They've got a few things from me, and um, and and eventually my my collection might end up there at yeah, the Smithsonian. I, I think that might be, I think that, that might
1: be the place for it. What's the dates on that? When will that
0: start? Uh, it's going to be in sometime in 2015. Okay. We don't have too long to wait. They have broken ground. They are working on it feverishly. They have a lot of, of, of artifacts now, and uh, and uh, it, this is going to be fantastic. Um, I talked to Lonnie quite a bit, the director, and uh, it, it's it's going to be amazing. That's going to be where you want to go. But until okay. then, you? I think my website and, and over here is pretty good. <laughs>
1: Uh, Harriet Tubman's hymn book is that part of your piece? Will it be on display?
0: Oh uh, no, they—they they, I don't know where they got that somewhere else.
1: Oh, they got that from somewhere else. Yes, they got that. You mean somebody there. beat you to it?
0: Uh, well, they've probably had it in the family for years. I Remember, see. I only started twenty-one years ago. I'm—I'm I'm I'm actually a late comer. There are people who started okay, well, thirty, forty, fifty years ago. Yeah. I'm fortunate to have what I have. I can tell you.
1: Um, any other events uh, that you're going to be visiting or you would recommend um, our listeners to visit? Um, uh,
0: not not at the moment. Um, again, we're just starting the, the from uh, slavery to the White House and uh, again at the Adam Clayton Powell State House in Harlem. And then we'll be working on hopefully some other exhibits um, in the works. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm exploring other venues, but... Obviously, African American material needs. It, there's not enough of it on display anywhere, in my opinion. Just nowhere okay. near enough. You know, where can you go is a great question to see, you know, what I own and what other collectors own. Um, and uh, unfortunately, I, I think you're going to. Uh, a lot of people have to wait till 2015. But you can go on my website and, and see see quite a bit of, of uh, iconic pieces. I think it's uh, fantastic. Show your children. These pieces, there's stories with all exactly. of them, and um, I, I'm just, I'm just proud and, and and really privileged to, to to be one of the, the people who are trying to keep this uh, history alive, because uh, I'm con- I'm concerned that, you know, as generations pass on, new generations come in, you know, everybody's on cell phones all the time and 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 um, iPads, iPods, and, and TV, and I, I'm so concerned that they're not going to be really learning history. Um, I've heard that many of the top colleges, this is astounding, um, do not require a single history, geography, or civics course to be taken to be, uh, for graduation. Wow. Uh, that's, that is That amazing. astonished me. I mean, can, when we were you know, back in school, you had to take U.S. history, maybe European, maybe other kinds of history, uh, African-American history in college, of course, is, is given. Uh, geography, you had to know. You had to know government, civics. Not much anymore, and I'm not, much I'm not happy about it. It's, it's shameful. It's disgraceful.
1: It's almost anti-American, isn't it?
0: It is. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we need to know, know our history.
1: What can you tell us about this uh, black uh, memorabilia show in
0: Maryland? Is that something oh, that yeah. um, people should I, get been out there and see? Yeah, I've been there almost every year. It's um, it's interesting. It's more more 20th century Early, 19, early 20th century, um, you know, memorabilia. I would call it more memorabilia, more magazines, more books, things oh, like that. I see. There are there are precious few dealers, maybe one or two, that might have some of the really, you know, 1800s, 1700s material uh, as in the collection here. Um, it's a nice show. I like visiting it. I, I know some of the dealers, but it's more black memorabilia than anything. You know, mammy dolls and things like that. I see. What about
1: Philadelphia's Black History Showcase?
0: I actually I haven't been there. About I have not one? visited that, okay. but I am I'm sure I will at some point.
1: Well, we're coming up to uh, running out of time here. Would you give us that website again?
0: I sure website, it will, if, uh,
1: and some parting words.
0: Okay, it's Collection dot com. dot and again emails uh three at cox dot Wanna get in touch with me. And I, I just uh I just urge people to uh open a textbook, open, open, go to the library, or get online, look at history. It it's exciting. And uh and again, what what I'm trying to do is to show original documents which really excite you, to show that this is proof of what really happened. And a lot of people don't think it happened. You know, whether it's the Middle Passage or anything else, it happens. So if you can co- find your way to original documents on, online and in person, go to them and take your children, take your families, and learn about this. It's exciting, and it, it's necessary to uh, preserve our country's freedom.
1: Thank you very much. We want to thank our guest, Mark Mitchell, uh, for talking with us and visiting with us tonight here on The gist of Freedom. Produced by Leslie Gist My name is Preston Washington I've been your host And good night to all And good night to you Mark
0: Good night Preston Thank you very much
1: Okay take care Bye bye